Welcome to Let's Chat Teaching, an Apple Tree Resources podcast where each week we'll dive into all things teaching in the grades 5 to 8 classroom. I'm your host, Nicole Sanders, a classroom teacher turned online pro D course creator. I'm here to help you strategize, unpack, and create more ease in your classroom this year. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Chat Teaching. We are into episode number nine, and today we're going to do things just a little bit differently. The first eight episodes have mostly focused on story and story writing and all of that stuff. And so in that light, I thought I would share my own story with you. My story from classroom teacher to online Prodi course creator for teachers. I'm not going to lie. I've been putting this off all day and I'm finally sitting down to record it. This one makes me just a little bit more nervous, I guess, because it makes me a bit more vulnerable. But I think it's important to share my story so that you know who's on the other end here. And I think to really start my story, we have to go back to before I went to university. When I graduated high school, I decided that I didn't want to go straight into university and I wanted to travel the world a bit first. And so I actually had the opportunity to do that. And hit up a few different countries. I worked in my grade 12 year, two different jobs. And then I worked two, two, the same two jobs for six months after high school. And then to, to put money away to just store that money so that I could go and travel. And I got a plane ticket and I went to Australia and I went to an independent school in Australia for a six month program. And in that program, we were able to go. Also, we flew to Indonesia and spent a couple of months in Indonesia as well. And part of that was going into classrooms, both in Indonesia and medical centers and various other things, and then coming back and flying back into Australia and going into classrooms on the West Coast of Australia, camping and just going from rural community to rural community up the West Coast of Australia. And we went into a team of us, I think there were 12 of us, we went into different high schools all the way up the West Coast. And it was an amazing experience. We taught drug, sex, and alcohol classes and connected with youth um, before and after school and just doing lots of different things in the community with youth as well. And I had always loved working with youth. and (laughs) And this was a really great experience for me to be able to be given a role to teach in front of a classroom. And I've had various small opportunities to do that before, but that was both in Indonesia and in Australia, an amazing opportunity that I was given at 19 years old to learn that actually I love teaching. I love teaching. I love connecting with middle and high school students. And I love everything that goes on with teaching. And it planted a seed for sure. And my leaders at the time planted those seeds as well about looking into some kind of a teaching role in my future. I, at that point, definitely didn't think, oh, I'll go become a teacher. No, that wasn't really on my radar. But it was definitely when looking back, seeing the love of teaching for me started there. And then I came back into Canada um, after traveling for a while and I started a university degree. And I thought, I'll get this university degree towards teaching, but also towards a few other things like maybe law or city planning and that kind of thing and see where. I want to end up and doing volunteer hours in the classroom and really connecting that way. And again, getting back to that teaching part of it just really fueled me. And 
There's definitely something a long time ago when I was, I don't know, in high school, I had heard someone say that actually it was Oprah. Oprah said, (laughs) so cliche, but it's true. Oprah said that she believes that education equals choice and choice equals power and power equals freedom. And I would add that freedom is agency, choice, right? You get to choose so much more when you get education. And I think that public education is so incredibly important for society, for individuals and and for society as a whole. I went through public education K-12 and I taught specifically in public education because I believe in it. I believe that it's important for all of our kids in our countries to get a good, solid public education because that education gives them choice and that choice gives them power and that power gives them freedom to choose the destiny, to choose what they can control in their life, to choose the path they want to walk. It gives people agency and that allows people to be the driver in their own life. They're in the driver's seat. And I think that that is only good for every individual. And that's great for our communities and our cities and our culture and our countries, just on so many levels. I believe that in my core. And so that really did drive me to help me choose teaching in the end. So in university, I was really struggling with what to do, but that teaching just kept coming up. And that just something that really aligned with with my belief and my want. I really wanted also to have a career that was very important to me and a career where I was helping. So I wanted like a helping career. I knew I couldn't do anything medical. It makes me feel sick when people just describe an injury they had in the past. I physically feel nauseous. So I knew that was out. And with the experience of actually like dipping my little toe into the water of teaching while I was overseas really helped me connect with that belief that core belief that education equals choice, choice equals power, and power equals agency or freedom. And so it really aligned with who I am and who I who I want to be. So I went and got a Bachelor of Arts degree. I majored in history and I minored in geography with a concentration in city planning. I love city planning and all that, the design of it, all of it, the community orientation part of it, everything. And then I went on from there to get a Bachelor of Education with a concentration in curriculum development. I've always loved creating curriculum. I loved creating curriculum for my classroom and I loved creating curriculum. Later, I was taught by a mentor of mine how to create resources to use in my classroom, but also to upload to a teacher's pay teachers or TPT for my own store there. So I have been working on getting better at creating curriculum and resources and slowly adding a few resources to my teacher's pay teachers store. It's called Apple Tree Resources. And so I just did that kind of as a very, very, very side thing. I think over, I think over like a five year, five years, I had 32 resources, something like that. But anyway, the mentor that I had when I was becoming a teacher, she showed me how to do it. And that was very life changing, even just for what I created in my own classroom. I didn't jump into the TPT world of creating and selling resources right away. You know, when you become a teacher, it's just like a lot. <laughs> we we learn what we what we need to do in in our bachelor of educations, and we've had all those hours of time in the classroom. Uh, we ha- I had lots of hours in the classroom, and 
it doesn't translate for when you are the head of the classroom. It translates a bit, obviously. We need to know the pedagogy of why we teach what we teach and all of those type of things, how we get our learning outcomes to align with what we're doing and beginning with the end in mind and all of those things. But when, as you know, because you're teachers, when you start teaching that practical, here is a unit, here is step one, like that stuff doesn't exist. You have to find it or you have to like collab with other teachers who, let's face it, when you're new, you don't know anybody. And so I think all of us as teachers, when we start, we really just we're thrown to the wolves. (laughs) Go see if you like it. Right. And I, so I started in an inner city middle school and I taught primarily grade seven and eight. At the time it was a grade seven, eight, nine school. I did teach grade nine throughout the years that I was there, but I primarily taught grade seven and eight in social studies and English, both as separate classes and as combined classes called humanities. I did teach uh, other things too, like resource and Um, English as a second language. I taught a lot of PE as well, but my primary teaching was English and social studies in this inner city middle school. And it was really a trial by fire. All the things you think about when you're thinking inner city schools is exactly what was presented in this school. It was, there was a lot of difficulty in behavioral management. Um, Some of the parents could be very, very difficult to work with and um, sometimes verbally abusive and just the violence in, in the school that was there is just kind of like low humming in the background and just all of the things that come into working in an inner city middle school. It's your regular teaching, you're starting your regular job and as a teacher, but then you have all of these other things that are like layered on top of it. And I didn't really know or understand the layers. I don't think we really can until we're, we're, we're teaching in it, right? It's like us teachers trying to describe our job to teachers that aren't people that aren't teachers, even trying to describe a really rough day with to my husband. He's very supportive and listening and can't believe sometimes what goes on. And, you know, but it's still the nuances of of all the stuff that only teachers really get. And I think that that's part of working in an inner city school as well, is that there's all of these extra things that are placed on teachers in an inner city school. And one of the things that was like, okay, red flag, was that every year we would have 50% or more teacher turnover. So 50% or more of the staff for the five or six years-ish that I was there would leave. And we'd get new staff. And that was because of burnout. And that was a real, real thing. And so I had to learn that I needed classroom management skills and connection skills with my students like yesterday. And if I didn't learn them really, really fast, then I would drown in the classroom. I would drown as a teacher. I would drown as an individual. And so one of the really great things about working in this school is that the staff that worked there, we worked together we gelled together. Of course, we're going to have, you know, our things just like any staff would. But there was a real sentiment of we are in this together. And this is how we're going to support the community that we work in. And it was so great. I met some of the most amazing teachers there. We hung out outside of school, inside of school, like we really gelled and supported one another. And I really, I've worked in several lots of schools after that. 
And I've never had a staff quite as supportive as that staff. And that is one thing that is quite magical as a teacher. Because as you know, when we're in the classroom, it's really easy to feel alone, even though I had, sometimes I would have like 100 students a semester, or yeah, about 80, 90 students a semester. And so I have lots of people, don't get me wrong, lots of things happening, very exciting. But as far as other adults to connect with, it can feel quite lonely because when you're the one in charge all the time and you have such little time, like no time to go pee, it's really hard to find the time to connect with other teachers. And so in this inner city middle school, it was very much a, you know, link arms, let's do this together. Oh, you you need help with this? Let me show you how I've done this in the past. And that was was really, really great. I did eventually need to shift gears. And so I did. And my husband and I actually moved out of that school district and into a small town a few hours north. And we just were looking for a bit of a change in our life and to try something new. And so we did and we moved and it was great. And I got into that district as a teacher as well. And I started out doing a reading support group for for grade one to four, I believe. And I remember starting that and, and knowing like when I became a teacher, I wanted to learn how to teach people how to read because I really think that that unlocks doors for people. If you if you know how to read, the world opens to you. And if you don't, then a lot of the world has been closed off to you. And so the power of teaching people, the power of reading really uh, is just so fundamental and amazing. So I did all of this stuff. I became a middle and high school teacher and it was like, hmm, interesting. You know, it's those primary teachers that really get that specialty training while they're teaching. All those extra prodi courses and specialty training on teaching people or kids in that circumstance how to read. And when you're a middle and high school teacher, you get students with the assumption that they come in as readers. And so I love middle school age group. I I just like connecting with, with that age group. I just, there's a real love and softness for that age group for me. And so I knew that that's where I needed to be. But I didn't realize until I started teaching like, oh, what an interesting difference it is as primary teachers who were teaching the skills to read. And then when students show up in grade five and up, basically, we are expecting them to come in as readers. And then we use reading as as a vehicle for learning. So when I started in this new school district, I got this contract to to help students who are struggling readers, as well as the I had other groups that were actually above their reading level, and they needed a group to go deeper. And so I got to take all these courses to teach how to read. And that was so amazing. It was a dream come true in such a weird way. And it was also like starting again, because it's very different teaching that way. So I had to learn a whole new set of skills. And I am so thankful to this day that, that that was part of my teaching journey. After that, I went back, I started, I taught in a grade five, six classroom for a couple of years. And I went back and taught in a middle school. And um, my last year, I taught a grade seven class. And that was very familiar for me, except that that grade seven class actually was a full day. Like that grade seven was in an elementary model where I was used to teaching in a junior high slash high school model for grade seven. So that part was different, but the grade seven part was very familiar. And most of the curriculum was quite familiar as well. And that ended up being my last year in teaching. And that brings us to 2021, where I knew that there were a few things in the classroom. This part, this part's hard. It's like, I'm not totally sure 
what part I should share and what part I should keep. So I'll just say that in BC, I I live in Canada and British Columbia, and um, in BC, education is provincial. And in the 10 years that I was a classroom teacher, there are there were things that just um, that were red flags when I started, and they just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And that was very difficult for me. And one of those things was the escalating violence in the classroom that I saw. It just felt like that it it feels like actually that that is being more allowed in the classroom than it ever has, and that there's more accommodation to keep violence in the classroom than I've ever seen before. And at the result or at the peril of leaving teachers and most importantly, our students more vulnerable to violence, because if we're allowing the violence, then it infiltrates not just the classroom, but it infiltrates the hallways, it infiltrates the culture of the school. And I've just seen that escalate and it seems to continually escalate. And I just disagree with that. And that's a very hard place to teach And it's a hard place to be as a student. And I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past, but I have a little girl, I have one child, and she started kindergarten this year, and she's in the public school system. And it's just something that I look for, because I'm very aware that from what I've seen, and even when I first started teaching, really, really, really great teachers who taught for a long time, I would ask them, like, is this, is this, something I'm just seeing that I'm just recognizing as a teacher now, or is this an actual escalated issue in public education? And they would confirm again and again and again that this is an escalating problem that is just getting worse and being tolerated more and more. And so there are more reasons that I'm not, that the classroom teaching just didn't fit for for me in my life anymore. I got more, more anxiety with it and just the behaviors and the disrespect and I just don't, I don't want this podcast to get very negative because I still believe wholeheartedly in public education. There's some political stuff going on. There's just so much in the classroom, as we know as teachers, so varied. But it became more and more obvious uh, near the end of my career that I wasn't going to be, it wasn't a good fit for me to stay as a classroom teacher. But it was this contention of believing in and loving public education and loving teaching as well. And so, my husband and I moved back to the city, different city, but a, a city. We are city people. And we have found home where we've moved. And now we know this is the place. This is a city. We're not going anywhere. We want to retire here. We love it, love it, love it. But when I moved to the city, I decided that I would go and look for another job outside of education. And I would apply for these jobs and do all these interviews and get these jobs. And I didn't really want them. And it was really hard to kind of figure it out because my heart was still in education. And so I was talking to my husband and he asked me, he's like, well, what is it that you actually want to do? And I said, I want to give my curriculum or resources, educational resources on Teachers Pay Teachers, uh, a good kick at the can. More importantly, I want to create professional development courses for teachers in the grade five to eight classroom that they can take online. And I want to support the public classroom. It's the classroom in general, but the public classroom specifically I want to support those teachers because what they're doing is necessary. It's necessary for each individual and it's an amazing thing. And I believe in it. I believe that that the public education system is undersupported in general. And I think that it needs to be supported. And it's so integral in 
creating the society, creating the community, creating the know-how and the freedom that people as individuals need to make decisions in their life. So that's still where my heart was. And so I told him that and I said, well, I'd like to do that. I'd like to try the entrepreneurship and work for myself. And that would require (laughs) you to basically support me in this um, financially, space-wise, a shift in lifestyle, all that stuff. And he just said, you know, Nicole, go for it. Do it. And I thought, okay, let's give this a go. And so in 2021, I left the classroom and I started first pouring into my Teachers Pay Teachers store, Apple Tree Resources, and I created 30 from 35-ish resources. I think I have 129 resources in there now. And that's just one leg of the business that's just going to stay there as this little solid leg, but really starting to create online professional development courses for teachers in the grade five to eight classroom that teachers can take anywhere and do at any time. And hopefully like in, in BC, you get in Canada, BC, you get professional development money set aside from the union. I believe it's from the union. And I'm thinking, you know, why not apply to have that those union fees pay for these courses? Because there were so many times as a teacher that I showed up to professional development days that are mandatory, which I agree, we should have professional development, obviously. But I would show up to these mandatory professional development courses these days, and there wouldn't be anything for what I taught, for the age group, and for the specific thing that I needed to learn, for something that I was actually like moving into and doing in the classroom. It was always these these courses or these day professional development courses that you would take that were like, oh, that's a good idea, but I'm actually in this unit right now, and I could try a little bit of that, and I would, and I would learn, and that was great. But what I really needed was professional development courses that was where I was at and what I needed to do the next day or the next week. I would have looked for and bought these professional development courses and used them on my pro-D days as independent days, and then I would go and teach the next unit. That's how I wanted to create my pro-D courses so that teachers could take them, take the course when and where they want in their pajamas with wine or at the classroom. If the district makes you do that in your silent room, that's fine. But to take it and use what I needed and then use the unit on the Monday, you know, pro-D on Friday, use the unit on the Monday. That's what I needed as a teacher. And so I just think that there's a need for this, something that I would have loved as a classroom teacher. And I also get to dip my toe into entrepreneurship and I love it. It's just, it fits me. It fits my personality. It fits everything. It's such a beautiful combination that I would never in a million years would think that this would be my life. And I mean, we're in episode nine of of a podcast. This is the only podcast that I've ever created and probably ever will. And the learning curve on being an entrepreneur is steep. And I love that my curiosity in that part of the world in business, I love the business side of things, but that my love for education can be married to the other side of me, it feels like for the first time. And it's such a beautiful thing for me to be able to pursue my dream career in supporting educators, supporting teachers in the public school classroom in grade five to eight, and also still learn this entrepreneurship side of things and start this podcast that I can show up every week and hopefully just lend a little bit of ease, just another way of looking at something, a new thing to try that's been tested that I've done in my classroom 
just have someone to listen that you can listen to me and hopefully feel really supported in what you do as a teacher and really know how important everything you're doing is in the lives of each individual, but even in our community. And yeah, that's a bit about my journey. So that's what I do now. I work full time on appletreeresources.com, creating professional development courses, creating this podcast, creating um, freebies and resources. And that is what I'm doing these days. And I'm absolutely loving it. And I don't plan on going anywhere. And if you want to check out the course, I have one course right now called Short Story Writing Made Easy. And you can find that at appletreeresources.com slash courses. And there is in the works for another course to come this way, hopefully in early 2024. And we're just going to keep going with the podcast. And thanks for hanging out with me. On Tuesdays, I'm going to be uploading a new episode each week. And we're just going to dive in to teaching in the grade five to eight classroom. And hopefully the goal of this podcast is to bring a little bit more ease into the teaching day as a teacher, which can be very overwhelming and um, satisfying. Yes, but difficult and sometimes lonely. And so I'm hoping to hold space to stand in the gap a little bit and to walk with you. So thank you so much for joining me and listening to my story. Please DM me on Instagram at Apple Tree Resources. I would love to know your, a bit of your journey um, and what you think. And so thank you so much for joining me and spending time with me. I will see you next week. If you'd like five free activities to use with any story you can use today, then head over to appletreeresources.com slash story activities. That's appletreeresources.com slash story activities to get five activities you can use with any story for free. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I know we're all busy and I feel honored you chose to spend some of that time with me. Until next time.